All right, let's get this shit over with. We're in let's now. Fuck. <laughs> I'm so fucking tired. You're coming into episode two with some positive energy. I know. I don't want to fucking talk about it. <laughs> Here we are, back again. At the take, old trusty lake house. Take four. <laughs> Bobby, it feels like we've been here before. I don't even want to fucking joke about it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beside myself. I'm shaking and shitting right now. This is our fourth time recording the exact same episode due to uh, a, a bevy Numerous of technical difficulties. <laughs> and it... <laughs> I love, we started, uh, we were so, we were so excited about this. We were so excited. We like, we like outroed the last episode. Like, oh, we're so fucking excited to do some fucking fishing games. Bobby, let me tell you, I think I fucking hate fishing games now. I don't want to, I don't want to touch a fishing rod for the rest of my life. Fuck. That's, that's sacrilege. I'd never this say is, that. This but has I'm, put me off from fishing in general. Oh no, Bobby, it's such a beautiful thing. Be out there with the nature and the bugs. I feel like if I look at a fish, I'm going to throw up. Uh, but you know what? They don't call it catching. They call it fishing. God, and why do they say that? Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't... Because maybe the first time you catch a fish and it's way too big, so you gotta put it back. You gotta and put then it the down. second time, it it felt like you were fishing, but the entire time you weren't fishing, and then the third time, you got a bite, and then only one of you were fishing. Yeah, it ran off. It ran off from one of you. You scared one of you. Scared it off. At this point, for this fourth go, I feel like the fish is gonna come out of the water, punch me in the face, and fuck my wife. Yeah, I don't even, I wonder if fishing is, continuing to fish is even worth it at this point. What dread horrors has the universe been keeping away from us that this is the length they'll they'll go to keep whatever it is below the surface? Well, I guess there's only one way to find out. God, we're fools. <laughs> Abandon hope, all ye who enter. <laughs> We're two itchy boys. <laughs> Tempters of fate and God alike. <laughs> That's Hunter J. Allen. <laughs> That's Bobby McCarthy. And, and we're two. <laughs> we're. <laughs> Man, I'm delirious. Oh, fuck. I don't. I don't remember what it looks like outside of this closet. Look, I've been under this blanket for so long. Welcome to Two Itchy Boys, where we share with you the hidden gems and little treasures we found deep within the Itchio game site. You're coming deep down with us. <laughs> this week's adversarial episode is brought to you by Fishing Games from the site itch.io, a lovely little game site. Um, that it has now become the bane of my existence. Let me tell you, there's quite a few of these suckers out there. 
much much richer of a genre than one might first assume. Yeah, it feels like, from what I could gather, scrolling through and trawling these uh, these deep dark waters of Ichio was, it seems like fishing game is one of the first games that people interested in making games make because it's it's a pretty simple formula for you to follow yeah it's a simple mode of interaction yeah and it's a good game to try to finish and fulfill a checklist of like okay i did this and this and this and this i've made a game now it wasn't too hard it had a decent amount of challenge to create and to make it my own but now i know more about programming because i made this game it's a good stepping stone game to make, I feel. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've legitimately come to the opinion that, like, I, they, they need to teach fishing games in, in fucking game design courses. Oh, boy, howdy do they, because some of these were absolute trash, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is, I feel like, is a very different tone that we're taking in this fourth run as opposed to the first one. Yeah, we're we were all, a lot all the positive. The- <laughs> all all the positivity is gone. With the these sessions have wizened us. We have we have become sage like in our knowledge of fishing games. We aren't the people we used to be. I am forever changed, and I can tell you, it is not for the better. <laughs> So uh, there, there's a there's a pre and post fishing game before and after picture of of Bobby and it is not kind. It's unrecognizable. I don't know who I am anymore. This was supposed to be my favorite episode. <laughs> I love fishing games, but okay, all right. I I want to get through this as quickly as possible. This first part because you know. <laughs> Take that a, is the t- thing about doing an episode four times, is you do start to become the master of your episode. Yeah, we know we there. There's definitely something to be said about maybe just doing this every episode. Come on, let's find our focus. Let's find our balance back because this this is a little show about little games. This is a little show about little games, and we like to we, despite the tone we may have been delivering, we do like to talk about them. Yeah, I. I do want to talk about these games. I am invested in talking about these games. Um, but uh, just a quick prelude. The game I chose to bring is not the game that I ended up bringing because the game I chose, um, I chose it based on pretty much aesthetics and trailer and recommendations from a lot of people. It was pretty highly recommended uh, from people that I am now pretty certain had not played it. Uh, it was a game called Clawfish by David Czar. Um, I played it and realized I didn't have much to say about it. Um, it's a cute enough game. It's got a, a cute hook of your fishing being done via claw machine, uh, which I think is really neat and you could do a lot with, but there was not a lot done with it. Um, Man, I remember encountered... when the hook pun was funny. Yeah, remember when I said the hook... I game. don't because it was never fucking funny, you idiot. I... <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> You've changed, man. Fishing changed you. Fishing darkened me. 
<laughs> I am drowning. There is no sign of land. I am. <laughs> you are coming down with me, hand in unlovable uh, hand. Oh my god. So yeah, this was a cute game. I just didn't have a lot for it. Uh, I encountered glitches. Like I encountered three pretty game-breaking glitches within like the one hour I played it, and realized I got to find something else. And I went looking for fishing games, and I played well over twenty fishing games on the Itch.io site. Um, a lot were not that great. Uh, some of them were really neat. Some of them I thought were interesting enough to mention, and one of them fulfilled my platonic ideal for fishing games. Um, which really, for for a platonic fishing game for me, for what I'm looking for when I want to go digital fishing. I need three things. I need a lot of fish, a lot of cute fish that I can catch. I need a catalog to catalog all these fish with either biological facts or a cute little uh, flavor text for them. Give me lore. Yeah, I need a little lore. Give me Dark Souls item descriptions. Yeah, I, <laughs> honestly, it, if you just if I catch an eel and I just look through the catalog and it just says, "Ew, it's slimy and swims around weird like an eel does," that's all I need. And three, I just need to noodle around. I need to fiddle in the world. I need to wander. I want to be able to walk around this lake slash river slash coastline. Give me vibes. I need some vibes. I need to just, you know, just chill in the area. Because, like, fishing's pretty tangential to what you're actually doing. For most people, anyway. For most normies. For us, yeah. for us, fo- for us 99%. Yeah, only us true one percenters are out there, out there for the fish, out there for the the greatest petable creature on earth. The rest of us down here in the trenches, we're just trying to find whatever joy we can get our dirty hands on. I do not like what fishing has done to you, truly. (laughs) You, (laughs) this is not the man I married. I've turned to the bottle. His, bo- his body came back. His mind stayed overseas. In my dreams, I see that place. <laughs> just war flashbacks, but it's just you chilling at a river with a fishing rod. <laughs> just like, it's very peaceful. <laughs> you weren't there. <laughs> so this game that I found that fulfills my platonic ideal uh, was Mysteries Under Lake Ophelia. A somewhat spooky, somewhat mysterious little fishing game where you're just a a PS1 era kid in a PS1 era lake with all the chunky, blocky, pointy uh, polygons that that would entail. Uh, just wandering around this three-dimensional lake fishing. And you got a little mysterious guy who sells you lures and fishing upgrades and he whispers a mysterious thing every once in a while. But everything is, like, tangentially creepy. Like, it's only spooky if you're really paying attention. Like, all the menus have this creepy Play-Doh, don't-hug-me-I'm-scared kind of aesthetic to it. And if you pay attention to what the dude says, he's got some creepy stuff to say. But mostly, if you just ignore it... It's just a nice fishing game. Yeah, it's just a nice fishing game with upgrades, and you can cook your fish to, I guess, improve your performance. I never quite figured it out, and you it 
it's just nice. You go around, you upgrade your lure and your tackle to be able to throw it farther and go deeper, and you do find there is a mystery at the bottom of this lake that, to be honest, I didn't think was really worth the hype, one of those uh, the journey is better than the destination kind of things, but the journey was nice. It was If you're looking to just fish virtually, Mysteries Under Lake Ophelia. It's uh, $4.99, and it was made by Bryce Buecher. Uh Yeah, it's it's just good. It's better just, than what Nintendo fucking give you. God, you are fucking Bobby. Show me, <laughs> Bobby. Show me on the on the fish where Nintendo hurt you. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talk to me. Talk to me about your game. I wanna. I wanna hear about your game, which was from what I. You, you know what? No, I haven't heard anything. This is all fresh to me. I please explain to me. Uh, this new game that I've never heard of. Yeah, uh, conceptually, uh, very similar to yours, uh, funnily enough. Um, it's, uh, so I played Fishing Vacation by Tibawa. This was made in, uh, 2020 as part of the Fishing Horror Game Jam. Which, by the way, all the games on that jam look just stunning. They look really good. Yeah, I I would have not expected this to, like, just the genre of fishing horror to slap as hard as it does, but there you go. Uh, There's some gems out there. Uh, And this little game, uh, it's kind of, you know, it's it's got a retro aesthetic to, to it. Uh, it's kind of like, a the, the, the graphics are kind of like a Game Boy classic. It's got kind of that green background with, uh, the, just the pixelate, pixelated outlines, you know? I've heard it called, uh, the, uh a, a two-bit aesthetic. Yeah, very, yeah. very much in that wheelhouse. It's got that, that blocky lettering, just like, it, it's even got, like, the same aspect ratio. Like, very true to that aesthetic. Ooh. Um... And it's, yeah, a, a fishing horror game. Your uh, buddy invites you to uh, stay at his uncle's old cabin that he used to own to go fishing, just like in the good old days. It's always an uncle. Every single one of these, it's always an uncle. It's never your dad. It's always an uncle. It's never like a, a direct like relation. Yeah, it's always your uncle or your grandpa. Yeah. I I think just to lend a sense of mystery to it, yeah, or like a, I don't know it. I feel like relationships with your parents are always a lot more complicated exploration in story wise than just like ah, oh, it's your uncle. You know, they do uncle things. You see them, you know, yeah. like yeah, it's much better suited to just be a MacGuffin, or just just a setup. But uh, yeah, it's kind of so like. When you get there, uh, it turns out your your uncle hasn't been seen in, like, years. The whole place is a mess. Uh, you know, floors are rotting. It's it's obvious that, that something went down here. But you kind of shrug it off, you know. Your, your friend's got a key. He's already inside. Uh, and you just get right to fishing. Um, and, you know, there there's a, an adorable little minigame you do beforehand where you like dig up uh you dig up some worms and you know however many worms you get is how many tries you get that day to catch some fish 
Uh, Ooh, we love getting which, down dirty with the worms. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I this mini game was the highlight of, of the week <laughs> that I played this. It was so goddamn precious. And there's a a surprising variety, given you know it's just a little lake. There's a surprising variety in the amount of fish you can catch. Like you can catch, you know, your bass, your you know, all, all that sorts of normal stuff. You can catch anglers and sharks. Uh, it's just absolutely insane. And each one of them has a, a cute little uh, descriptor uh, written from, assumedly, the, the main character's perspective. And as you start fishing, um, progressively over the course of, like, the, the in-game week that this game takes place, uh, stuff just starts happening. Like you'll see a shape running through the trees in the background, or like a hand you'll you'll cast and like a hand will reach out to grab your your bobber or whatever. And uh, meanwhile, the house is just like dead silent. Um, you can uh, put on a, a radio to kind of you know uh, alleviate some of, some of that uh, anxiety that comes from just the absolute quiet yeah. inside the house. But uh, that, as time goes on, degrades until it just becomes more of a more of a relief to just sit in silence. And uh, all the while, there's there are these uh, diary excerpts you can read that talk about uh, Inuit mythology. Um, Yo. Like the myth, yeah, the myth of Sedna, uh, which I, I don't know if the... Uh, the developer is, you know, native Inuit, if this is something that speaks to their heritage or if it's just something that they, you know, read about and reached for inspiration. But either way, it was, uh, it was, you know, light enough not to be disrespectful, but, uh, you know, engaged enough to where it, it made me, you know, it made me want to learn about another culture, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's got a delightfully, like, dreadful atmosphere, but, uh... I don't know. It, I I feel kind of like like Ophelia doesn't quite stick the landing, but uh, oh my god, I I do love this game. What a journey! You could play this game in like half an hour. Uh, it's got some delightfully spooky vibes while you're in there, and uh, j you know what? I won't even say anything more. Just go play it. From from what you've told me earlier, I don't don't say any more. It's it it. They should discover it. Let me tell you, this game has some, it's got some pretty good spooks. It's got some pretty good scares. Ooh, ah. I, as I said before, played a lot of fishing games. And some of them are worth mentioning. I feel like I, there, there's just a little handful that really, um, really tickled me. And I did document every single one of them, so I feel like I need to justify and sort of it's like I'm creating the own fruits of my fruitless labor. The ones that really scratched your scrot. That's one way to, uh, yeah. So, it's one way to say it. <laughs> so, a few I want to talk about uh, very briefly. Um, one of them is uh, Wish Fishing by uh, Paul Clarissou. It is free. It was made in 2015, and it is one of my favorite types of programs on itch.io, which is these shared almost bulletin boards um these uh these 
void-like message services where you just send shit out into the to the big black nothing, and the only way to get a hold of it is through the the whims of program. But it's uh it's essentially a a it is a shared interactive fishing divination game where you just type out a question, any question you could want, and uh, with each character you type in um, a little a little silhouetted fellow whaps his fishing rod around creating this perfect cast that is the uh, accumulation of all the the steps of your question and you press enter you see the line go out into this massive collection of other questions that other people who have this game have asked and it, you just stay there for a brief moment and you just take in all the other questions just floating around in this this void and when it comes back it gives you a set of symbols that it it comes with like a a, a divination translation card that tells you what each symbol means and it's essentially nebulous fishing themed tarot readings um which not much of a game but was pretty neat uh i just really like these programs where you can just see what people throughout the years, like the the small amount of people who have found this tiny little game in a corner of the internet, have been doing. And as a, as I saw the uh, the line fly through this this pool of questions, I saw you know your normal like, what is this? Uh, will will this happen? Um, but then there was one paragraph about a dude who had a crush on his friend and wanted to come out to the friend, but he knew that his other friend was interested in them and they were like a, a, a three person friend group and something was going to happen. Like he knew that the, the other person was going to ask out the person they wanted to ask out and they knew something was going to change in their dynamics. So should they be the ones to go forward? But they knew, and it was, and then I got whipped away, you know, halfway through the paragraph yeah, it's a it's a special kind of interaction you don't see anymore of this like interacting with a stranger in an incredibly intimate but completely obfuscated it's, way. It's it's a very special kind of internet art. I don't know. Yeah, completely anonymous, but it's it's just like seeing a stranger and pulling a single thought out of their head that was never meant to be seen. Um, it just, I don't know, that kind of thing really touches me. And then there's also, also the divination part of it, which I, I don't know, it's it's a neat aesthetic if you like, you know, tarot cards and fortune telling and that kind of thing. It's, it's just neat. It's just kind of neat. Um, yeah, it's a, cool, it's a cool little game. It's cool. Um, there's a couple others. Uh, that I want to mention very, very briefly. There was Extreme Deep Sea Fishing by S-Bug, um, made in 48 hours, and it's free in your browser. It is just little submarine fishing games. It reminds me of those old, um, like, cool math games or nitrome games or addicting games. Oh, fuck yeah. Flash games. Um, it's really, like, simply fun. Like, it's just a fun little... It has that very specific feel of like this doesn't feel quite like it was developed as an app, but it does feel like it was developed as a flash game of like it just has that feel to it. It just has that like fun over function 
feel. And I, I'm really blown with this, that this game was so short and simple and didn't have an end game because I got kind of really good at it. Um, oh, no. But that w- yeah, <laughs> It was just fun. It was neat. Um, there was What Lives Below, which was made by Steb in 2021, which I think everybody collectively flipped their shit over like a year ago um, when like these really cool trailers came out it's it's this uh you you've certainly seen trailers for it it's uh it's free it's neat it's essentially you play as a one man hunting team for these kaiju sized fish and you go out into your little rinky dink boat armed armed with nothing but harpoons and you just fight this creature i think i was one of the people who was obscenely hyped for this yeah, and it's still really fucking cool, and it's good, and it was really hard for me because I'm not good at games, but it was really cool and really neat and really good. I mean, good. just the aesthetic fucking rules. Oh, it's fu- It's so cool. Like, it's just cool. It's good and cool, and it runs nice. Like, it's a. It's just cool. It's good. Go play it. It's free. Uh, you, there's four creatures out. Uh, he, they put on their... They're like, yeah, here's a demo. Uh, if anybody is interested in funding um, this project, I would love to do like a full game around this. And there it still sits, which is a fucking crime. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's what lives below. It, it is free. Please play that. There was the Twine Fishing Simulator, which I, I had to write down the best way to describe this game. And I would describe it as a melancholy sci-fi fishing text-based adventure game. And that's all I really want to say. It's neat. It's a cute little, like, light sci-fi, fun little text-based fishing game. Which, how many of those do you see? That's a very strange combination of words you just spat out. Yeah, and that's all I want to say about it. Uh, Another game I only want to say a few words about is... Building Relationships, which is a game where you play as a house rolling around an island with the physics you would imagine a house to roll around an island on and fishing for cars. And you're also on a double date with your friend who is also a house and your date is a windmill. And it's just fun and cute and it's funny. Fuck, that's adorable. It's precious. Like, it's just a precious little meme game. It's just, it's silly. There's a secret dog you can pet it's just go it's it's cute it's free um i do i love petting dogs made by tanat b uh made in 2020 it's a it's a pay what you want game so you can you can grab it for free or you could you know throw the artist a a couple bucks because they certainly deserve it for a cute game like this and the last one i did want to mention was reba r-i-b-a it's a very sad game i've played this it's by Ivan Papiol and NB Machine, with the I and Machine being the number one. It is free. It is in your browser. It is 15 minutes. I don't want to say anything about it because it was probably my favorite of these that I played. It is short, very low on interaction. It's it's like a good short story as a game. It's got sick music, too. Yeah, it's it's got this beautiful like ethereal lute and choral humming. Just go play it. It's it'll take 15 minutes of your time and it's it's really worth it. I really liked it. 
it's just real successful as a piece of art i think real close real close to the to the developers hearts i think yeah it it felt that way it it's really nice just go play it and that's i played a lot more fishing games those are the only ones i wanted to talk about i i also did play the stanley parable ultra deluxe which was pretty good so is it a sequel <laughs> I can't answer that question. <laughs> I think that answers it. I it, you know what, listen, if you know the Stanley parable. I mean, yeah, like that's yeah, that's it. Like Yeah, it's anyways, you sorry I, to no, spoil I'll, this. No, no, no. I'll I I think the least spoilery way I can say it is if you buy it hoping for an entirely new game, I think you'll be disappointed. It really is an ultra deluxe edition. And I'm glad I bought it. So here's here's something. Will you need to have played Stanley Parable 1? They, a- they ask you at the very beginning, have you played Stanley Parable 1? Yes or no. And you can and I answered yes. Even though I hadn't played it in a few years, I don't know what it did, like what it did for the experience, but it, uh. Gotcha. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Go play it. It's. If you like the Stanley Parable, it's just, it's more of that. Go, go do it. Fuck yeah. I, uh. What did you play, Bobby? Please. Please. Well, to contrast, I didn't really play many fishing games that I felt were worth talking about. I played some other stuff, though. Tell me about your other stuff. Uh, okay, here's my other stuff. Show me- ooh, that's so, that's some stuff. Whoa. Yeah, I'm, is it too much? I just- Is is my stuff too big? <laughs> I just think you should get a doctor to look at all that stuff. It's not that it's too big, it's just that it's a lot. So there are three games that I think are worth talking about. Tell me. Um, starting us off, uh, you people may have heard of this one. Uh, I played the demo for My Friendly Neighborhood. Uh, it's by John and Evan Szymski, both uh, related to, uh, you know, Dave, who we kind of we kind of mentioned in the last episode talking about Iron Lung. He was the dev for that. And, oh. Uh, and uh dusk uh these are his brothers i believe uh it's pr- published by dread x no no known for their lovely little horror collections and it's just a it's just a really fun uh first person resident evil like you know that that same kind of puzzle box level design that requires solving puzzles to kind of progress limited save items limited inventory slots the whole shebang uh with the catch that instead of zombies you get fucking muppets (laughs) (laughs) and it is just i mean this is my game yeah (laughs) holy shit i don't think they could have made uh, a cleaner venn diagram than this for you for you 
holy shit, it f- that playing this game just feels like looking into my brain. <laughs> like the, the way the they, they talk in these goofy voices as they're running at you, talking about how to count or whatever. <laughs> and then you kill them and they keep talking even after you walk back into the room. So So it really is just like, Sesame Street, like a, a Sesame Street creepy pasta from the mid two thousands. Yeah, holy shit! It's so, <laughs> it is so fucking funny. Oh my god, I, I I adore this game's writing. I love the presentation. Uh, fucking Arlo, the the Muppet like Nintendo YouTuber is in this game. Oh, He's fuck, like the yeah. first NPC you meet. Uh, which I I think you know. Talking about, like, the character is just Arlo, basically. <laughs> like, he's a little worm, but, like, I, I feel as though that says a lot about the game tonally. And, uh, yeah, oh my god, play this demo. Uh, maybe get the full game. I don't know if it's going to be as good, obviously, because the whole game's not out yet. But, boy howdy, is it looking strong. I love that. I, I'm i going to get my hands on that as soon as we get done recording. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Another game that you may have heard of, especially if you like Errant Signal, because uh, he just released an episode on this at time of recording, called Hyperbolica. I have seen some stuff on Hyperbolica. It looks bananas. It's very cute. Uh, surprisingly kind of bleak. <laughs> and just a, just a really neat game conceptually. It's a first-person, I guess, puzzle game. Kind of like, I, I guess you could compare it to, like, Super Liminal or something. In that it, it does a lot of fun stuff with, like, perspective. And just all, just uses these these really neat, like, I don't know, rendering techniques. Because, like, like the, the, the main pitch for the game is that it's a game that takes place in non-Euclidean space. So your perception of just the entire game world is as such that you really just it's it's very difficult to tell how far away an object is in this game because the the horizon has this curvature that that makes it look like you know you're constantly looking over this hill or looking into or looking more accurately looking into one of those like backdrops that you would see on like a, a set for a play or a movie that's just depicting this street. It looks it looks like it's super liminal, but it, it looks like it takes place in one of the original Sonic bonus levels. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> it does like the 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 freaking Chaos Emerald levels. Yeah. It yeah, has yeah. that exact same kind of perspective funkiness to it. It it's like a first person version of Super Mario Galaxy. Oh yeah, it, it has that that small planet view to it. But if instead of, you know, walking around the planet and coming back to the other side, the planet just kept going. It's uh it's very mind fucky. Pretty fun. Love that. Uh, obviously I think it's worth checking out. I think it's neat. Nice. And I believe you had one more. Yeah, it's a it's a weird one. We love a weird uh, one. We, I, we love a weird little fish. I genuinely can't tell how I feel about this game. Ooh. Um, it's in the Ukraine bundle. Okay. It's called Toayami by Andrea Pinataro. I'm sorry if I butchered that name. How do you spell the name of the game? 
T O W A Y A M I. And the the sales pitch that you'll see on the itch page is that it is a point and click uh, style horror game without any graphics. Basically, a um, some kind of curse has befallen this town, where all light sources have just been obliterated or obscured or whatever. So you are in complete and utter darkness just the entire time. And uh, I want to give a disclaimer here that I did not make it past the first area. Oh. (laughs) Because Holy Hell is a point-and-click game without any visuals. Incredibly hard to get through. Like, there's definitely a reason this hasn't been done many times before, but I was also kind of into it. (laughs) Totally, it it has this phenomenal tension that it's really good at maintaining, especially since I hear later on there is some kind of creature that pursues you around the town. Um, Which, you know, I, I can imagine just based off of the sound design and stuff and other presentational things uh, would be really fucking terrifying. But uh, I don't know. It wasn't the thing for me. But it's an experiment in game design that I, I just really appreciate and I could really see someone getting into if they have the patience for uh, pixel hunting in a game without any without any graphics to hint at what pixels you should be clicking on. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. And I think that's really important for games like this where you look at it and you're like that's super not my bag. That's super not for me. But I think someone else would have an absolute blast with this. There's definitely some good ideas here that I I think make this game well worth checking out even if you're like me and you don't get past the first area. Well, if you have an interest in small games that try weird shit, this is this is an interesting one. And I think Oh god, is it over? Don't don't even don't even fool. Don't even it's not over till the fat button is pressed. At the end of every episode, we uh spin the wheel, the we, the itchy wheel, the big scratchy itchy wheel. We got to find a better name for that. Yeah, the the wheel of itch. I don't Itchy, itchy, this brand just... It's a bad really brand. Wasn't very well We've thought chosen out. a bad brand. The brand of skin irritation. Uh, a, a mildly offensive sensation to build our whole show around. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not, I don't want to get into it. I think this was the best name we came up with. All the other ones were far worse. No, everything else was garbage. We, we don't want to go into that hole, but... But... Let's not say... <laughs> This being our best one is not a compliment. <laughs> but anyway, at the end of every episode, we spin the wheel that has a bunch of uh, game concepts on it, and whatever we land on, that's the kind of game we're going to bring next week. So let's take a little spin. Double, double, toil and trouble. Spinning wheel and itchy bubble. Ooh. What we got? Next episode, we're coming back. To some point and click games. 
Is that what we're doing? That is what we're doing. We're gonna do some point and click games. Some old, some old point, some old pointers and some clickers. Oh boy, I'm. Let me tell you, my mouse fingers itching already. I'm. I'm excited. I. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you got to episode two, uh, odds are you'll probably get through the next one. So, um, thanks for sticking with our Tom fuckery. God be with you. Um, yeah. Uh, God rest ye, merry gentlemen, and a merry Christmas. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. Um, our theme music is Busy Busy by Twinkle Park. Uh, go check them out. They are very good. We're going to try to come out with an episode once every two weeks. going to be a little bi-weekly thing, so be on the lookout. Uh, I'm still not sure what day these are coming out on. We're going to try to keep them pretty concrete and uh, consistent, but yeah, look for them once every two weeks. Heck yeah, we'll, we'll be here either way, regardless of whether you're looking or not, so you better fucking look. <laughs> we will continue that's a threat uh uh we will be here continuing our sisyphean task um we just hope you're here along for the ride you can ride right on top of that big old boulder if you'd like come on and ride us all right i don't i i've been hunter j allen and i'm bobby mccarthy and i'm not ashamed and we've been two itchy boys.